first, I'm going to destroy it. Then, I'm going to restore it. I'm Brett Michaels. And I'm about to rock your RV. Let me say this. I have a quick learning curve. My first few buses I designed uh, were fitted with the double stripper pole and the bar. (laughs) Fantastic to look at if the double slide is out. Not so great when it comes in. It was a little less functional. Let's just say that. So as I went along, I realized maybe one stripper pole and half a bar and uh, and a tequila that you serve out of a coffee cup, which is functional. You can get drunk and then cure your hangover the next day with the same cup, the same mug. It serves multi-purpose, dual purpose mug, right? You're listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast. We've been rocking your love, your RV, your pet, and your world since 2015. Well, oh yeah! Can the and rest upon my shoulders? And its weight seems unbearable. Is where your heart is, I should have told her. But with me, it is secret to terrible. To cry is to know that you're alive. But my river of tears has fulfilled. Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined by the punctual Luz Cannon. Luz, how are you this evening? I am on time. How are you? I'm well. Uh, is there any reason you're punctual tonight? I'm punctual for things that I care about, and that's you <laughs> and our audience. All right. Well, uh, yeah, you must be running for office because uh, you're really laying it on pretty thick there. Uh. <laughs> our, no, I'm going to drop out. It's past Super Tuesday. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, in last week's episode, I talked to, uh, of course, that metal show host, Don Jameson, and we got into the, some of the coronavirus talk that's going around. Um, I, I, have you gone out and seen any of these, uh, uh, I don't know, empty shelves at like a Costco or something like that that people are talking about, like uh, all the bottled water and toilet papers being purchased by three people? <laughs> no, but I've heard people going to Home Depot. Somebody posted, a buddy of mine uh, posted that some late lady in front of him at Home Depot bought every single like mask that you'd wear uh, for painting, um, <laughs> or and stuff like that. So there, I I know that there are people going crazy about it. Yeah, the hysteria but, uh, is it seems a little bit more legit than uh, the actual thing. Not not to make light of it because people are dying on on that stuff. But uh, yeah, people are fucking going a little bit nuts. South by Southwest was just canceled today. Right, um, I that, know that's pretty big. There, there's there's a couple um, related to it. My uh, my day job, uh, conferences and um, and things of that nature that I was scheduled to go to that are that are you know trade shows and whatnot that are being canceled too. It's it's 
It's pretty crazy. All I want to know is what are you doing to help stop the spread of coronavirus? I'm sitting in my basement alone talking to you, uh, surrounded by padding. And uh, um, that way, you know, I'm not out there uh, risking myself or possibly infecting others if I do have it. You know what I mean? I'm being responsible. Um, I always just say that I help prevent spreading the coronavirus just simply by using Purell on the bottle before I drink out of it. Nice. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if this counts as uh, something to do with the coronavirus, but I assume it, at the grocery stores at some point in your life, you've seen one of those obnoxious fucking, they're basically a giant plastic toy car on the front of a, uh, a grocery cart, and you, it's for people to like put their horrible kids in and... <laughs> Um, you mean my children? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You probably have used them, huh? <laughs> yeah. Those great. obnoxious fucking things irritate the crap out of me. Uh, and you know, I've, I, I, you know, again, because I like to get into shouting matches with uh, uh, mothers and sure. and future brides. Uh, yeah. You know, I've I've definitely had a few discussions over like, what's the fucking point? You know, you don't understand. You know, it's no bigger than a regular cart. The fuck it isn't. I, what, what, it thing is fucking huge. And the people who have them are always those people that like. Every time they stop, they have to make sure they stop in a way that you can't even walk around them. They're like right next to another cart or somebody stocking aisles. You know, it's like they 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 have no self awareness or of or reality of like that. There's other people around them. You know what I mean? I just want to let you know that that's my go-to cart anytime I show <laughs> You just go there. Well, that, you might like this woman I, I ran into. Um, it was uh, a couple nights ago, uh, and my, it just swung by the local grocery store. Cub Foods is the big chain here in the in the Twin Cities. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a pretty casual weeknight, not terribly busy. The shelves hadn't ran out of most of the Purell and toilet paper yet. Um, sure. But as I'm checking out, I'm checking out behind a woman in one of those things. And here is the grand total of what she had. Two packs of bacon, a bottle of Bloody Mary juice, and a thing of uh, celery. That is it. Four total items. She was clearly going home to get liquored up and make a few bloodies. And the little brat kid that she had with was bothering her because she made the kid sit in the cart uh, when when they were done because she had to go to the bathroom. I assume to vomit. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> This, first off, this is mother of the year. You know, I feel, I felt, I felt shamed when I, I went back to. I didn't know they had rules in Indiana where you can't take your kid into a liquor store. So I took both of my kids into a liquor store immediately after landing the plane <laughs> before wow. seeing my parents, and and I felt shame there. But I would feel extreme shame if I was uh, had basically the whole entire assembly process of a Bloody Mary, <laughs> and I'm driving like a a, a kid's cart around. First of all, there is a little bit of work to put the kid in the damn thing, you know, and I could probably just hammer through and get get these. I think she'd be a better parent if she left the kid locked in the car in the summertime, ran in and got these things and to fucking torture oh. the thing for this little, you know, bit of goodies. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm going in you there. You don't even need a like... basket for what she had. No. I mean, listen, if you got to go, if you got to get your, your. Your Bloody Mary on, you get one of those little plastic baskets, you put your shit in there, and you get the fuck out with your kids. You go home, you get smashed, and, and your kids wake you up in the middle of the couch at, at like five in the afternoon, right? And, and this kid was on the large size, and I mean by age, like barely at the, the basically at the point where in, in another year this, this kid won't fit in the damn thing anymore. So you could, this kid could walk. 
is all I'm getting at. You weren't going to be there long enough to where this is going to be and help you focus on the duty, uh, unless, of course, you're still hungover. But, hey, Tuesday nights, drink at home alone, Bloody Mary night. Oof. But, uh, Good Lord. Hey, speaking well, of yeah. uh, drinking ho- alone, um, I'm in my basement. We got some uh, bias of beers to kind of wrap up here, right? Yes, these bias of beers are well past expiration dates. Yeah, these go of, back of, of oh, wait, about five, six months at least. I think seven. Seven months. All right, so uh, apologies from both of us uh, before we get into this right away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, Ian uh, Wadley said it was okay to let things linger. <laughs> sure, but you have to end your podcast, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, hey, well, who's up first? We're going to knock two uh, out today. We're going to do one right now and one a little bit later yeah, in the show, is my understanding, yes? We are going to We are going to do, uh, We first off, uh we have, for those uh, unaware uh, that are newer, we have what's called a Buy Us a Beer program, which is on GoFundMe.com slash AbsolutelyDrink. That is the URL. And where you can buy us a beer and we'll feature it in the program. And what I mean by that is we used to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have a Buy Us a, a Beer program. It is on hiatus uh, until further notice, uh, because of creative differences between us and the bias, the beer program, and the, in all seriousness, the, the selection at Total Wine. Say it again. And the selection at Total Wine. Yeah, kind of that. It's become a, lo- a little bit of a, a, a process to, to 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 get such beers. But with that said, uh, who, I would like to thank Jason McIntosh for purchasing a Modelo Negra. Modelo Negra, yeah, and he's a frequent contributor on the uh, on the on the Cobras on Fire group. Uh, we should mention that because you know we've had kind of a, a chaotic start to the year, so we'll have to touch on the social here when we're done. But uh, um, yeah, we I, I picked mine up. I was able to get one. Sounds like you got a sixer for the night. Yep, I had to get a six pack of it, but now I have it. And now Modelo yeah, was, was what was left. The regular Modelo was what was left at uh, fucking Chipotle after we cleaned them out of all their Corona. And, oh, that's right. And they only had two, so when we were done, they had one. Uh, we, we left the, the place with one beer. Love it. Love the Chipotle challenge, by the way. Much better than expected. The, yeah. the, execute, the, the idea of it, the fact that it was recorded, I, I was like, okay, this is actually entertaining. And uh, I, I, I wish it could have been the tables next to you. That's all yeah. I have to say on that. I would have loved to have seen you there with your kids scowling at us. <laughs> I know. I was thinking about that. Uh, uh, so hats off to Andy Shaw. And uh, Gene Vogel as well. Yeah, I like for, to thank for, those guys for coming out. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it, it's the proudest moment of my life, man. Uh, yeah. One of my greatest accomplishments. <laughs> I, I just, I just, everything from from concept to reality. We continue. Th- this gives gives hope to the actual uh, Cobra Cobra Firefest. Yes, yeah. In the future, twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Soon to be canceled. Oh, uh, it was can- <laughs> actually. Can we officially cancel it because of coronavirus? I think we do. Yeah, everything was all lined up. Yeah, but, we had uh, it. Uh, we had Don Dockin. Um, we had Stripe R, and I don't know. Just yeah. uh, everything kind of was all in place. Pieces were in place, as uh, Brett Favre likes to say. But. Mm-hmm. but but now we have this. So let's do our uh, second to last bias a beer review. All right, Would why you don't like you, to... you want to go first or me too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go, I'll go. Okay. So first, you have the pleasure, which I always enjoy, beers that choose to do this, where you're not just taking off you know, a bottle cap. You're taking off some some aluminum foil with mm-hmm. color, right? Yeah. I mean, I've already got mine peeled apart. I'm almost done. Yeah. Peeled apart. <laughs> you get a little bit, little pieces inside of the bottle for a little bit of extra flavor. So let's see what Classy. this is. Uh, this is, yeah, this is kind of like 
the beer version of Goldschlager mm. because you have this lo- this gold wrapper. You can just drop it in there. Um, so let's see if I can get some aluminum foil in my uh, my gut here. Hold on here. Hmm. It's okay. A little malty. Uh, I actually don't mind uh, Modelo, the regular sure. one. This one's a little little uh, hearty. Um, this would not be one I would go- have more than one of. But hmm. I don't really have anything crazy to say about it. It's just it's it's okay. All right. Well, um, before I get into it, uh, I'll let you know that it's five oh, point. Hold on. Oh. No, wait. I just got a little hint of uh, coffee. Now it tastes like coffee uh, uh, dumped into a, a Bud Light. That's my review. <laughs> five point four percent alcohol per volume. Yeah, you know what I mean. I've had this before, uh, I, but I, I would probably be more inclined to buy the the regular Modelo myself as well. But, uh, yeah, you know, you could uh, throw 12 of these in a cooler and I could float down a river and hit up, hammer them down, um, you know, especially if it's glass so you can throw it on the shore to, you know, fuck with the, the kids, you know. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I'm a horrible person, Luce. <laughs> like, you know, me and Joey Haney, we hate children. Wow, that's good. I'm glad you have you have uh, more, you're getting more, more in common with him every day. Yeah, he's probably real happy right now. Uh, he's like, <laughs> What the hell did I do? Uh, <laughs> I, you know what? I, like I've clearly lost my edge on the Joey Haney impersonation. Oh, my Lord. That yeah, was disgusting. Really. That was more disgusting than this beer. I'm just kidding. Yes. I'm actually halfway done with this fucking thing. I could probably do I could do six more of these. The, the Joey Haney impersonation is, uh, is saying ten words and then saying number 98 for the decade. Nice. Yeah. Have you been checking out his uh, whole breakdown of the hundreds? I finished it all. I finished it all in the top, The top, I would say, 30. Uh, there are like five albums I'm digging into and everything like that that I was not aware of uh, before. Well, no spoilers. So. I still got 30 left. Um, so I'm assuming <laughs> okay. when I get to the top 10 is when the Jesus Chrysler records will start popping up. <laughs> this is, that's nine out of the top 10. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because I think you only had six. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look at you with the quick math there. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you, Jason. Uh, uh, we really appreciate it. We apologize again for the delay. Uh, the, the excuses are many, but none are good. Um, no, so um, but, yeah, but, and I have, and I want to thank you for having five more beers in my fridge that I'll be uh, forcing on guests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, that's the spirit loose. Uh, but uh, yeah, and also, Jason, thanks you uh, for all the uh, contributions you make to the group. Uh, keep keeping things active and uh, checking out and sharing and stuff so commenting all that kind of good crap if you want to do that you can head on over to the the cobras on cobras on fire group on the facebook page you can also do us a solid by uh liking our facebook page i mean it doesn't seem like social media is is playing as big a role as it once did in in a lot of these podcasts i'm starting to see more shows talk about how it's kind of like crickets when it can it comes to the activity there but go ahead we'll find us somewhere on facebook.com slash cobras and fire Check us out on Twitter. Our handle is at Cobra's Fire. Uh, please give us a follow there if you're there. But most importantly, just share the show if you if you dig it. But I guess the most important thing is that you're listening. So uh, if you're doing that, thanks. All that other stuff is another way to help us out for free. And as always, if you want to find all of these links in one place, plus our most recent episodes and original content, go to cobrasandfire.com. Tipsy boy from Mars
the dark is where I roam In a hard world that's my home Until the endless highway Three beers into the next beer. Um, uh, but at the beginning of the show, Luce, uh, you mentioned you were punctual. Do you want to fill me and the listener in as to uh, what the fuck makes you so punctual? Well, sure. So tonight, the family was over at uh, 
friend's house and you know they invited us over at first it was supposed to be just dinner because we were uh uh, I knew that I had the podcast, and it was going to start promptly at 8 p.m. my time. Mm. And and I and and going out to dinner, I knew that we would have I would have a clean break. But then it shifted to we we're going to take out. We're going over to our house. So now there's like more of an open obligation at to your house longer. or somebody else's. No, no, at their, at their house. Okay, but that that kind of opens up where you have to. You know, dinner is usually wherever you go out is like an hour, hour and a half. Boom, you're out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like a little you, more tight. You to, where you go to somebody's house, things kind of can drag out a little more. The the timeline's a lot looser. That's right. So I had to throw in the fact that I must leave here at 7.30 because I have to do a podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the point of me telling you that is there's it, – it, it, first off, the guy, I have known him. He went to the Bad Religion concert with me last last year. We've hung out. He, he knows I have the podcast. His wife is not so uh, aware of it. But I wasn't aware of the, of the fact that his wife had no idea what a podcast actually was. Still. Oh, boy. And it still shows what, what a huge – what uh, I guess what how – it's still a growing medium where people don't mm-hmm. understand it. So I just want to give you two, two tidbits that I think you'd find amusing is first off, she said, well, you know, you don't have to go. Can you just do the podcast from here? <laughs> and, and I said, I, I, and I, I just joked. I said, I am a professional. <laughs> I, go, I go, I have acoustic paneling. I have a mic. I have everything like that. She goes, what? Because so you're, he goes, you have like a, a music podcast, right? I go, Hey, I go, yeah. She's like, well, can we call in? I go, you can not, call not in. Not a bad question. Let's be honest. I know. I know. I go, I go, can you call in? I go, yes, you can call me, but I will not be answering the phone. <laughs> and, I go, and she goes, well, how's it work? I go, well, you have to record it. Then you have to upload it. It goes, I go, really? You, so you never, there's no podcast you listen to? Because it's becoming more commonplace. And that was not to be music. It can be anything. And she's like, no. Um, and she goes, oh, so it's a music podcast. She goes, so what are you talking about tonight? And I just made some bullshittery about what well, we're talking about, current events and things like that. Where, where I'm like, well, yeah, let me lay out the subject matter we're talking about. <laughs> That's why I'm leaving you, because I have to go talk about. Uh, well, this exchange is coming up. I can tell you that, lady. <laughs> 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 that's right. You just were added to the show for content, so that's that's how prepared we are. But um, but yeah, so there's that people still don't completely understand what podcasts are. They think it's a live thing. They think you can apparently do it in the bedroom. And she's saying like, can you just do it real quick? I'm like, what do you mean real quick? I'm supposed to go in there and bust out a a show in 20 minutes? Do you think I'm do- it anyway? So it's still. Do you run into that at all? If you talk about that. You know, or... I don't bring up the podcast a whole lot. In well, situation. I'm not. I didn't have to bring it up. I had to bring it up because I had to have my reason. Yeah. For yeah okay. Fair enough. Maybe that's why uh, you, I didn't. But yeah, there's. I, I've had conversations where people were like wanted to know a little bit about the show, but uh, I, I've been surprisingly blessed that for the most part, when someone finds out, like, oh, you have a podcast? When did you start that? It's like uh, five years ago. <laughs> it's just like. I work with you every day, and you've never mentioned this. I'm like, well, you know, you're really not the target audience, boss. But the point is, is she's like, she's like, what's the main thing? And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm heading back right now because I have to go yell about the album Def Leppard and Detroit Lies <laughs> <laughs> for an hour. Uh... <laughs> like, oh, even 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 describing that to another human, I felt so ridiculous. I like, I just gotta go. Yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> it I, 
I dance around it a lot more than than you than you do. I think uh, when it comes up, but uh, really okay. There's so many people that like uh, that I do know socially that know about the podcast that have no fucking clue what I do. They've never listened. They never will. You know, they're just in a in a different uh, environment when it comes to that stuff. But we have interviews of people. Interviews with who? Oh, you know, Donnie V from Enough's Enough. <laughs> Uh, Don Jameson of that metal show. What? You know, it's a whole genre of, of, of uh, uh, you know, it's just, it's, a, it's it's like speaking a foreign language it really to is. most human beings. Well, yes? Don, Don, did you like in the Don Jameson interview when, where he, he almost made the, the same comparison about being on the Monsters of Rock cruise that, like, uh, we did a, a few episodes back about being on the Kiss cruise? Like, you know, I think it's like, ah, I feel like fucking Brad Pitt. And then I think he said he was uh, 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 Tatum. Yeah, that's what he said. I'm fucking Tatum O'Neill or Channing Tatum. Uh, he's like, and I get off the thing. I can't get extra breadsticks at Olive Garden, but <laughs> I know that's right. Oh. You have, there's just this one little world where everybody understands what we're talking about, and outside of that, you're crazy. <laughs> so anyway, welcome to the crazy people. Yeah. Hey, there's one thing I'd, I'd like to get into uh, just real quick. I I teased something over the holidays. That I guess I should probably fulfill my promise and at least play some of this thing. Um, I have a bunch of like uh, old four track recordings that are basically just like uh, I don't know to call them demos would almost be a stretch, but these are things from like you know uh, I used to have my own four track cassette recorder, so I still have all the cassettes but no player. So I threw it out on Facebook mainly for my local friends to see if anybody just had one of these things, so I could just digitize these things pretty much just for my own uh, personal uh, archive. Uh, sure enough, a friend on Facebook lives here in St. Paul, had one, let me borrow it for a while. Uh, I went through, I was able to salvage some of it, not as much as I was open to. But I stumbled across a cassette that I found uh, definitely <laughs> worth digitizing. When I was 14 or 15 years old, uh, I was in Arizona, and these karaoke booths, I don't know if you remember those. This is before they were really popular, but you could pick a song, go into the booth, and then you know they'd have like an instrumental track, and you could play along, you could sing along with it, and then you get a professionally recorded, you know, uh, re- recording of yourself, you know, studio quality. I, I think I remember seeing this at places at amusement parks, like yeah, uh, yeah, like Kings Island. Too, you go in there, and it was uh, called, they're called karaoke booths. Yeah, I mean, basically, uh, I, I, they might have been a brand name or something like that. I don't recall specifically, but uh, oh, the, the selection was fairly limited because uh, while I didn't hate Striper, they definitely weren't my go-to artist, but the one song I was able to find was Soldiers Under Command. And so I, I asked if, uh, if I if I had it, would people be interested? And, of course, there's a bunch of like, you know, yeah, you got to fucking play that or whatever. So if it's all right with you, I'll play just, I don't know, we'll, we'll play up. I don't think you need to hear suffer through the whole thing, but uh, I'll get you through at least a chorus uh, of uh, Baco. This was one of the, the other reason I said I had to leave early from the party was to, <laughs> to, to, because we were discussing you doing karaoke to Soldiers Under Command. Yeah, there is an unearthed recording of Baco singing Soldiers Under Command at the age of fourteen. <laughs> I'm sorry, we have to go. It's live. <laughs> I've never heard this before. <laughs> oh man! Um, well, please. Yeah. All right. Let me uh, let me just drop it in here, and uh, then I'll get your. <laughs> so yeah, this is. Uh, I, I'm, I'm. I think I'm pretty sure I'm 14 years old. Looking at the date here, yeah, it's the summer of '85. So well, so I'll, I'll play a little bit, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll just play it live right now, so you can hear some of it, and then uh, uh, at some maybe right after that, I'll just throw in a, a maybe a minute of it, a little cleaner audio, so the listener can. Truly enjoy the, was clearly a natural talent. 
Uh, sure, go ahead. Kind of like Christina Aguilera, I would think. So here now we go. This was, just to set the scene a little bit again, this was at a mall, you said? Or yeah, it was in a mall in Scottsdale. Or, uh, yeah, my, no, it was, I think it was Phoenix proper. It was called, uh, shit, uh, God, it wasn't the big one. I don't remember which mall it was. But but, uh, but, but, but again, I'm saying, like, did you go in there just by yourself one day with a wad of of uh, cash? Or no, you mommy audience, had to pay for buddies? this for me. Yeah, no. I was like, Mom, yeah. I really want to do this. But what I'm saying was, any of your buddies watching you do this? Oh, no. I was in Arizona. I had no friends there. I, I went out there for the summer to hang out with my mom. Okay. Uh, and when my parents got okay. divorced, this was like, uh, this is the way my mom appeased me uh, for having okay. to spend so this is, fucking. This is, this is you isolated in another state with with uh, 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 Striper as your, as your, as your guiding light. Yeah. <laughs> While listening to this and after, it's important to remember my mom said I did very good. Let's go. This is just going to show you the, the how much you can trust my mom's judgment. <laughs> Let's go. All right, here we go. Yes. Turn it up, man. I'm trying to. I heard it better earlier. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Oh, I like that. Going for it, man. I would not let you in this army. You have flat feet. <laughs> You're like a young Michael Sweet. Yeah. Killing it. <laughs> okay, I've had enough. Yeah. You know, you remind me of a young Blaze Bailey, actually. <laughs> oh, zing. Yeah, look out, Michael. I'm coming for you. Oh, my God. I mean, by the way, I I, I, res- I, I, I respect uh, your mom more and more just for the fact that she is she's a great liar. Yeah, I just think she has horrible taste. <laughs> oh, my God. But, um, yes, uh, well done, uh, young, young Baco. Thank you. Oh, 
been a while since we've done one of these episodes. We've had a bunch of interviews going on and all this kind of crazy crap. We, uh, As much as we said we were going to take all these breaks, we had a lot of stuff kind of fall into our laps, so it's still been a busy, busy year. But there was a story a few weeks back that was basically invented for us. I'm pretty sure Brett Michaels is just trying to do us a favor for all the kind words we've had from over the years. I, I think so. And before I get into this, I just want to say, if someone were to ask how would you describe Brett Michaels in one sentence? What would you say? Uh, he's the banana on The Masked Singer. <laughs> <laughs> has that been revealed yet or not? How is that? Literally, have you ever, I mean, I haven't seen much of that show. I'll get back to your thing here in a second. I just have a little bitch. There yeah. is, I mean, it's always like. No one talks more than me. Talk show, no one talks more than me. 1968. I cried tears of love into the Hudson River. You know, it's like just this randomly deep guess. And it's like, this is, I mean, the fucking thing has a bandana. It walks like Brett Michaels. <laughs> and of course, the guy can't sing, so you know it's him. In this conversation, need more action reads. All this aggravation needs satisfaction in me. A little more fight, a little less fight, a little less fight, a little more fight. Shut your mouth, open up your heart, satisfy me. I'm like, how am I still seeing this headline? Some people are convinced it's Brett Michaels. You know why? Because it's fucking Brett Michaels. You guys <laughs> all act like you, you like they all f- fall over the. Oh my god, it's Brett Michaels! Like this is the least surprising one out there. How did he not get picked out right away? Anyway, enough. Carry on. Well, uh, but I, I, I'm still convinced it's Weirdo Yankovic promoting his next album. Well, uh, we'll, we'll, one of us is going to be right. I guarantee that. Yeah. Uh, no, that, I, I only say that because that's the other thing. But my whole but thing one is, word I have no, I have no knowledge of the mass singer until you shared that. And I was like, God, the costumes this amazing every time because there is a dancing banana on my television. <laughs> And millions of people are watching this. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, it it, it really (laughs) explains election results, if you ask me. Oh, my God. Fucking dancing banana. I mean, I still I still I, I still say it's Tommy Lee. Uh, you know, one can only hope. It was a little too short to be Tommy, but uh, its dick was big enough. <laughs> it's got a, a little fucking banana. It's like dick flopping it's, out. It's a banana wearing a leather jock strap. Just, again, by the way, the ideas like this is why I need to be hired. If you're going to do these dumb shows, at least bring me on to make them fun. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it's a dancing banana this- with a banana dick, right? Right. But what I'm trying to say, though, is that this went through so many stages. It's like all those things that you're amazed become reality. The fact that somebody said, yes, let's have a mass Singer show. And I still can't get fucking bro dragon greenlit. Come on, Hollywood. 
Can you imagine? Veganable <laughs> is gold. Who, Why has the who, Sci-Fi Network not fucking signed me up just for that? I just, I say that we start a petition that the next mass singer is a shirtless, just beer doing a beer stand or kick standing dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, uh, so, yeah, and uh, next up on the Mass Singer, Bro Dragon. <laughs> Who is the Mass Yeah, because they, they say things like uh, banana. What could they ask banana questions and they just call it banana? Just... I heard you have a lot of potassium. <laughs> What are the what other questions do you want to ask the banana? <laughs> but anyway, so when you say what's one word to describe Brett Michaels loose, I would say banana. You're wrong. Oh, okay. I'm going to just read the latest article on Blabbermouth about Brett Michaels. And it begins, music icon, philanthropist, reality TV star, and RV fanatic... <laughs> Brent Michaels is building a new custom coach tour bus as he heads out in this year's hottest stadium tour. Uh, Sold out, by the way. And is making a beautiful custom 2014 Integra Aspire available at a realistic price. Now, first off, at this point, I have read one oh, wait, sentence. So I didn't read the story. This is not his actual RV that he's unloading. He's This is like a, a Brent Michaels model of, I don't know, Winnebago or something like that. Oh no, no! This, this is this is this. Listen, I'll, I'll continue. Okay. The R the RV has logged some eleven thousand one hundred and sixty five okay. miles, very precise, touring across the U.S. and Canada. That's, a per- the that's not tours. a lot of miles if you're a touring musician. I'm sorry. The guys in <laughs> Wilson listen, had six hundred k on their van. Listen, this, and then it goes into. Uh, I'll I'll list the features, but at this point, I've only read a sentence and a half. Of this article, and I realized, when the fuck did Blabbermouth become Craigslist for, for, <laughs> for rock stars? I didn't know that you could actually go find used vehicles on Blabbermouth, but yet here it is, and Brett Michaels is the person that's selling it. Blabbermouth that's- is now uh, Discogs for rock stars selling their shit, or <laughs> I guess so. It goes into all these things, but but again, it, it one of the, it touts the fact that this is. The, the van that Brett used with both Poison and his solo band. Don't miss a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to own not only a great coach at a great price, but a piece of rock and roll memorabilia unlike any other. Brett Michaels, star of the hit show Rock My RV, is true RV people and has always loved his RV way of life. From childhood aspirations to live in the dream, Brett Michaels has always been one rock star who truly knows how to roll. Now you can too. In one of Brett's luxury diesel motorhomes, now available to purchase at the number one volume selling dealership in the world, Motorhome Specialist. This 2013 Berkshire Bunkhouse RV is incredibly well-appointed, has very few miles, and comes with a five-year, 50,000-mile extended service policy. The lucky new owners will also receive two tickets to a Brett Michaels concert of their choice, as well as two backstage passes to meet Brett himself. And if that's not enough cool stuff, how about a personally autographed Brett Michaels guitar? And if you take the RV to the concert, Brett will also sign the RV itself, so all your friends will know you not only rock, you roll in Brett's RV. So you will want to have this. This is a selling point. What do you think is left behind inside that RV? (laughs) 
Oh, man. Are you going to find at least a handful of bandanas, maybe uh, kind of soaked up with some kind of fluids? Um, uh, well, you, maybe an unused Groupon for vaginal rejuvenation? <laughs> for who? Uh, if, yes. All, all this, yes. All, all his guests, his guests, he just offers them. <laughs> he just he just offers vaginal rejuvenation upon knocking on his door. Here you go, Bobby doll. It's like, <laughs> oh, this, you know, this was thoughtful. Wait a second, you got this on Groupon. That's like a going away uh, gift for all the losers on uh, Rock of Love. Oh, vaginal rejuvenation uh, therapy. I'm going to tell you, that right now has to be an album title at some point. Well, I got a solo career I'm about to embark on. So Okay, that's the next band name. I'll add it to the list. Vaginal Rejuvenation Therapy. <laughs> VRT, baby. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's I really have nothing else about that article. Just the fact that that description of Brett Michaels, I think, is great. Philanthropist, music icon, reality TV star, and RV fanatic. Well, I remember when he did that, he had that RV show, Rock, because he's such a Gene Simmons level of uh, being able to name things. Sure. You know, uh, Rock of Love, of course, was a ripoff of Flavor of Love. Flavor of Love was a pun. Rock of Love was just a dumbass trying to do the same thing. And then he did Rock My R- Rock Your RV, I think the show was called. And because, you know, and then he, he didn't he do dog uh, sweaters and they were called uh, Rock Your Dog. But yeah, he, it, on that he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge RV enthusiast from years of touring as a member of Poison. It's just like, you know, Jesus Christ. And then, and then it's just, of course, it's, it goes back to being a reality TV show where, for some reason, demolition means, like, you you have to just violently remove everything. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember that was one of the first things we talked about. Oh, that's right. Ago. We've covered it on the show. Yeah, like, yeah, we we, we got to remove this seat. Let me just whip it through the wall. Can, can I just give the summary of what this uh, uh, RV has in it? That might might entice you more to contact him. By the way, if you want to buy this, you have to go to brettmichaels.com directly. <laughs> you have to buy it. Okay? Uh, is there a link at genesimmonsvault.com directly to the <laughs> Brett Michaels website to buy I this? Uh... You ready? <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, just so you know, this RV features a king-size sleep number bed, sectional sofa. <laughs> you, you know you want a sleep number bed that Brett Michaels has been in. Uh, uh, what, what, he, section... what, what's his sleep number? Like a, a, a seven? <laughs> why, why would he be a seven? I don't know. Oh, he'd need to be ten, right? I'm not sure. Um, a sectional sofa made by Flex Steel, dual bathrooms, front and rear with shower, walk-up closet, new carpet, full kitchen with pull-out cooking counter. Now, is there new st- carpet because the old carpet was... Had had some like DNA that he needed to make sure wasn't available to the buyer. Possibly, you're yes. not making some weird fucking Brett Michaels uh, stripper clones <laughs> out of carpet RV carpet DNA. <laughs> it's, it's just thing comes out. Yeah, that should be a short. It's like a lump of carpet with a bandana. <laughs> yeah, the carpet used to look like the cover In a of bikini. Load. It's like a, you said? it's a ball of carpet wearing a thong and a bandana. <laughs> <laughs> the old carpet looked like the cover of Metallica Load. Oh dear God! Oh, anyway, carry on. Yeah, how, how, yeah. How, how did you clone this? I cloned this from RV. <laughs> RV <laughs> I bought Brett Michaels RV. <laughs> well, congratulations with with this sperm, you'll be able to have a moderately successful and talented child. <laughs> 
Oh, no, moderately, no, there's moderately no way the Brett Michaels DNA strikes gold twice. This, this, we're not talking about John Lennon here. Full kitchen with pull-out cooking counter. Nice. Is that a Murphy? Possibly a Murphy counter. Uh, stackable, <laughs> stackable washer and dryer. Electric grill. What the fuck? Five TVs. Uh, uh, an incredible cargo storage with full tour bus style, pass-through bays, custom 360-degree exterior camera system, four slides. What do you mean four slides? Slides for what? Uh, they're actually slides like the pictures, and they're shots of his junk. Huh? <laughs> Picture slides. <laughs> Oh, picture slides! Oh, there's this. It's a slide. It's this. Oh, you mean a? Uh, okay. And you just like a, little, a family album. Out. Yeah, I mean this thing actually sounds pretty pimp, man. Oh, you're saying that it just has randomly four slides. It's just yeah. four of them. You put them in a projector of his junk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'll just finish this. It has. It, it just ends with it has new batteries, <laughs> new tires, Ooh. and this 10k Onan generator with recent service completed by Peter Belt has never let Brett Michaels down. For more information, visit brettmichaels.com. I mean, do you get a bottle of his cologne with it? Or I just, I mean, this sounds kind of, you know, like, <sighs> uh, what, is there a price on there or not? Uh, no, you have to go to brettmichaels.com. And I'm going to brettmichaels.com and it says, hold on, let me see if it actually has a price. Holy fuck, this thing actually looks like a house. <laughs> um, let's see here, hold on. Purchase, purchase this vehicle and see more. Does it have like a, a vehicle wrap of like him like smiling? It's one hundred and seventy thousand dollars. Oh, all right. Um, well, I, I maybe we should announce now that there's a much more affordable one, but you have to go to cobrasandfire.com to to get this one. But uh, it's it's our own RV, the one that you and I have used to go to Rock and Pot every year. And uh, when you go in it, uh, it looks like just basically four walls, but everything is Murphy in this thing. Yeah, so everything just falls out. So <laughs> that's right.
I tell you, this is 100%. It's at a site called RV. This is a reprint from RVTrader.com. So he seriously got <laughs> this his fucking version of Craigslist onto Blabbermouth to sell his goddamn RV. Oh, man. I wonder if anybody bought it. Nope. Still for sale. I'm looking at it right now. In other news, uh, tonight Kiss canceled the meet and greet that Julian Gill paid for. Is this actually true? It's actually true, yes. Uh, corona? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And guess what? Jolly old Pip is cool with it. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. Better man than I am, that's for sure. I mean, I assume he got refunded or whatever. I'm not, I'm just not. Just the the amount of, uh, oh, shenanigans that happen when, uh, with Julian Gill when he gets involved with any kiss purchasing stuff. So, and he always walks away happy as hell. So, it seems like if you want to get him to say something negative, bring up his family or his hometown. <laughs> Other than that, he's about the nicest person I know. He's good to go. Hey, you remember a while back we were doing our Bob Kulik thing, and we kind of referenced uh, quite a we the, a lot of what we talked about came directly from an interview. Our peer friend, whatever you want to call him, uh, fellow podcaster Jimmy K at the Metal Voice did. And, sure. and he was kind enough to let us take some clips from that uh, and, 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 of course, misinterpret them and splice them into the show for our own hilarity, right? Uh, but and he was a great sport about it. So, uh, you know, I, I did a lot of props to him just for that. Um, he recently made a little bit of news. There was some kind of medal awards going on out on, on the West Coast uh, late January, I think it was. And um, he went out there to, to cover them. And he got some uh, interviews for the show on site there. And one of them was with Billy Sheehan. In the video, uh, in the video interview, uh, it comes up. And then, by the way, this is you know a typical kind of metal voice kind of thing. It's a lot about promoting things. Jimmy K is not a gotcha journalist. You know what I mean? This, these are just he's just a guy who's passionate and loves music uh, and and does what he can. You know, even with the Bob Kulik one. You know, he as much as Bob went kind of you know off the rails or whatever went aggressive at least. Jimmy wasn't really trying to set him up to 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 put say something dumb if you, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh it's just just like a just an affable guy. All I'm getting at. My and, and in my limited experience just a, a stand up uh guy who who does his job the best he can. And I think he's good. So somebody that actually enjoys music. Yeah. And wants to interview people from bands that he enjoys. Right. I, I could get where someone might think a show like ours is kind of dickish and, 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 and they take offense to some of the things that we, we say about the artists that we that we do actually appreciate and we're just having a little fun most of the time. Uh, but but he's definitely not that kind of show. Uh, right. You know, I, I think people misinterpret us that way, but I get it. 
there's no way you can get that opinion just listening to to the metal voice. But anyway, he sat down with Billy. They, they had about a 10 minute, you know, like a uh, pretty loose conversation in it. Billy mentions very clearly that he was asked to join Van Halen three times. Well, this got a headline. This became a blabbermouth thing and a brave words thing. And that was what they ran with. Um and Billy kind of let me down a little bit. Uh, he, because uh, I've always, I've always kind of liked him. You know what I mean? He seems like a good guy. Every interview I've seen with him, including the one he did here, but he went on his own little uh, kickback. And this was from his uh, Billy Sheen's Facebook page. He just says, uh, "More fake news." Though I spoke with Eddie Van Halen on three different occasions where he asked me about being in, in his band, the offer never came through. They never followed through on any sort of official offer, and therefore I never turned it down. This is the result of recycling old news. I've spoken on this before because I thought I'd do a favor some little website that asked for an interview. And that's kind of where I, I kind of take a little bit of, uh, uh, I don't know, that irritates me. Uh, that he, that he kind of refers to Jimmy and the middle voice as some little website. Uh, and it's unnecessary, right? But he flat out said, these were the times I was offered the job. And these were the reasons I turned it down. And watch the damn video. You weren't... Nobody put these words in your mouth. I'm just thinking, you know what? I mean, this is probably actually good for for their show. I mean, they're getting some some traction off it and probably more attention because of it. And maybe people are checking other stuff out. It's kind of that, you know, you know, any press is good press kind of thing. But the fuck this. This is lame. I mean, this is, and you know what, Billy, that little website, fucking Rolling Stone ain't running cover stories on Sons of Apollo. All right. You know, <laughs> this is just weak. And this could happen to a lot of people that we know, including us. You know what I mean? Someone could just like uh, suddenly take issue with uh, some coverage that Blabbermouth got and then turn around and shit on us because of it. Fortunately, it's never happened to us. I think all the guests have you know been pretty affable with us before and after, uh, other than you, Doyle. But uh, I, I don't know, man. This is just kind of fucked. I, I, I'm, I'm tired of this lazy blame the media. First of all, anybody that uses the term fake news and isn't being ironic, I have almost no respect for. It is such a dumb, regurgitating uh, talk point that is like basically saying like I didn't like what you said lie 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 it's I just it, it's 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 unintelligent it's undignified loose uh, agreed and and the thing is is that that is uh the most ridiculous thing about that statement is first off it's all there to listen to because you you showed it to me oh you, you should see these fucking comments too not a damn person wants to fucking watch it it's like you go get him Billy yeah fuck the media well, that's just standard. Yeah, for, I guess. For, for, yeah, you like here is the actual answer. It's on marker, you know, ten minutes and fifteen seconds, and here here's the, what exactly what he said. But <clears throat> the 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 thing that mystifies me is is what an artist would do, or anybody that's that's gone through the process of doing an interview and then strikes back at who interviewed them and and degrades them, and that makes no sense because these are the people. Just kind of like the whole Vinnie Vincent thing. These yep. are the people that actually are interested in speaking to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, in the words of Pat Francis, we're offering you literally a worldwide audience. Yeah. 
And, and, and like I said, Rolling Stone ain't knocking on your door, asshole. I'm not trying to shower Rolling Stone with a lot of praise. I'm merely saying they're one of the bigger music magazines. And uh, it, it, you're going to take a cheap shot at the, at the Metal Voice because they're not? What? I mean, who is covering you? I mean, Bass Aficionado? Hey, you got the cover of Bass Player Magazine. Way to go. Good for you. You are one of the best bass players on the planet, so you've probably been on there a few times, but... Uh, I just I just don't see yeah exactly why you belittling him the, the the cheap shot is probably the biggest thing I had an issue with I probably wouldn't be talking about it right now if he didn't do that I just think my experience with Jimmy has always been positive I watched the interview it was in he was in no way misquoted uh, it, it wasn't even one of those blabbermouth headlines where they run with something that you know because we've had that happen to us yes where it's it's more clickbaity and they're just trying to like take this little sentence and stuff. Uh, this is not that even. This is not even misrepresentative of what happened or what was said. And to and to lash out because you're afraid that Eddie's not going to fucking invite you to a, the next Tool concert. Uh, I, 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 what the hell, man? I mean, sack up and own it. You know what I mean? I, I'd have zero problem and a lot more respect at this point if he just said, I misspoke a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I did kind of say that, but that's not really what I meant. But, you know... Look, I thought this had been covered a bunch of times. I just wasn't really thinking it through. But but I'll go back to the main thing about that, about the whole little website or uh, silly podcast and, and things like that. Because I, I do go to this whole thing like earlier in the show when I was talking about people don't understand what a podcast is, the general public a lot of times. Yep. And, but even though there are people making you know millions of dollars doing this in different different uh, genres. But the fact is, is that what from somebody that deals with online marketing and, 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 and things of this nature is, let's say that you're on this, quote, little thing. That little show that gets a couple thousand listens, the percentage of people listening to it are passionate about you right. specifically. And those people are percentage-wise more apt to buy whatever product that you are are, are selling. We There's such a concentrated love and, and passion in these little sectors. It doesn't matter what it is, be it video games or whatever like that, whatever this little zone is that, that, that you're listening to or passionate about. You got to you got to know that. And if you don't, you are dumb as fuck to to attack the the people that are actually supporting whatever it is that you're promoting, uh, your, your what your product is. So yeah, that's especially all I have when to say. you when you have to lie to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but just, uh, when you have to lie to have a point, what what does that even say about you? I mean, it, it, what you don't have a leg to stand on. There's nothing. Nothing was done wrong here, and I just. Billy should be better than that. I just, uh, you know, we all should, to be honest with you. I mean, this is not a like, oh, Billy, you let me down. You know what? Any asshole that does this is a fucking prick. That's how I feel about it. And I'm an asshole and a prick. <laughs> yeah, it's always raining in my head and I can't get out of bed. I got the eternal sadness. Smiling, 
Let's uh, let's get to this one here. This comes from a uh, friend of show, Rob, right? Uh, the original fact bastard. That's right. Yes. And uh, yeah, the OFB. The OFB. Damn straight. And he and he actually asked us to get Stroh's, uh, which I was super excited about drinking. And, and what did you find out about Stroh's earlier today, Luce? Uh, apparently that it doesn't exist, at least. At total, <laughs> oh, shorts. Huh? Oh, sure. yes. I, I didn't know that, that Stroh's is shorts backwards. Yes. Which I still don't believe. Oh, okay. right there. You just got... If, what if, do you mean if, you don't believe it? It's like, oh, there it oh, is. There it is. It's just, the it just, see, my, see I did, it's, the apostrophe is what uh, threw me off. The possessive. Sure, yeah. Okay, anyway. Yeah, there was a little conversation we had earlier today. But yeah, yeah. Uh, carry on. You, you uh, Apparently, this is once again a beer that Colorado decided doesn't get to sell. Yeah, but you found it by you, but there was a slight obstacle for you. Yeah, they, they well, they only sold it in a thirty pack <laughs> at uh, <laughs> at Total Wine, and I'm like, I can hammer down a few strows, but uh, I don't think I want thirty of them. Twenty uh, nine left over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to so, explain that. I knew if I went to a liquor store or two after that, I could probably find a six-pack. But with all the fucking shenanigans you've pulled, I'm like, I'm not putting a fucking minute of extra effort in this unless this motherfucker no. tells me he's got it. So I contacted no. you, and uh, and Karen, take it up from there. So the alternative was Michelob. Not Michelob Ultra, not Michelob anything, just just straight up. The only description was Michelob, which, which kind of left it open, like, which one is it? Yeah, Because there's quite exactly. a few. Um, I was able to find, which I'm guessing is the one that Rob wanted, which is just Michelob Lager or just yeah. you know, classic Michelob. I was able to find that, but only in a 12-pack. So, yes, I have 11 more of these uh, uh, for that $5 donation. Thanks. Um, <laughs> in, in, in my fridge, divided by two, two fifty. Uh, Inside look at while we're killing this. Pro- <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're killing it with this donation. You call it creative differences. It's like, well, it's kind of a a loss leader isn't it <laughs> it really is uh but anyway so so yeah i've got a michelob lager uh i understand you found which version i got mcgolden light uh okay. is all i could find and, and i went to one other liquor store and got a sixer of this uh i, I they had uh uh what's that uh Ult- michelob ultra that like i don't know zero yeah, yeah, calorie yeah. version but right. i figured this is a little closer to what he was looking for but uh 
Anyway, uh, Rob has, of course, uh, been a big supporter of the show. Had a lot of kind things. He talks to you quite a bit, I'm sure. Every now and then he still texts me just to give me some thumbs up or some feedback on one of our episodes. Uh, so I appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, he's an overall good guy. Uh, you know, uh, believes in the Lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not that bad. That's my review. Yeah, not that bad. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, uh, obviously I've, I've fucking uh, – I've definitely had one of these while floating down the Apple River. Um, so I, 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 I'm going to just for the sake of uh, keeping it clean, I'm going to open mine up and t- give her a quick review. Is that right? Yeah, please. There we go. Yeah, might as well be Coors Light. Thank you, Rob. All right. Um, Your turn. Okay. So I've just got the Michelob Lager here. And uh, take a little sip. So this is not light. This is just like a regular, just a straight up, Yeah. I guess, I guess. I was hoping to find that because I used to drink some uh, Michelobes back in the day. You know, I got to tell you, I do not know. How now? I, to me, this actually tastes almost like a light beer, not not like a real, like, not like a Bud Weiser versus a, a a Bud Light. But I got to tell you, you taste a big difference between Bud and Bud Light, do you? Oh yeah, Bu- okay. Budweiser I can't even stomach. Bud Light I can get through, but I don't like it. Miller <laughs> Miller Miller Light is okay, but I will say that of those all those generations, Coors Light I will give you is the best of those three. This one though, if I'm taking a Budweiser or a regular, uh, what the fuck is the regular? Is there actually a Miller? Just Miller draft, or is it just uh, Miller oh Life? High Life? I think, or yeah, Miller High, high Life. Life. Okay, yeah. well, I don't really care. Okay. The champagne of beer is it? No, no. So, uh, I gotta tell you, yeah. I don't really have anything shitty to say about this. This is it's actually pretty beer. smooth. It's not bad. I I say that there is conspiracy. I don't even know who owns this thing. How did this one lose the war? Because I would, I would absolutely take this if it was in a, a, a big trough in front of me, and I had uh, to pick between those four I just mentioned. Not bad. All right, on that's um, my review. Hey, one thing we uh, we got to keep trying to get to remind the listener is that if uh, if you're into the streaming radio thing, you should check out Un- Uncontrolled Noise Radio. Not just because we're on it and Ron Keel's on it, and I think the uh, the classic metal shows on it. Talk and to Josh, me, of course. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, every Thursday night at ten o'clock, check us out. Uh, the that week's program is uh, streamed live from there. It's it's just a great way. But I hang around and listen to all the other programming too. I mean, I I, I love it actually on the weekends. I can't wait for the summer when uh you know I'm wanting to just kind of crank music too loud in the backyard. Uh, it'll be a perfect thing for me there if, if I'm not really feeling for anything specifically. So, uh, but yeah, un- uncontrolled noise spelled with a Z. Just look up, uh, look it up on Google. You'll find it. And I, I always listen to our show only when streaming. Uh, and your friend can call in live on the replay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes. Don't remember where I was. I realize life is a game. The more serious I took things. The harder the rules became I had no idea What it cost My life passed before my eyes I found out how little I accomplished All my plans tonight So as you read this know my friends I'd love to stay with you Please smile when you think of me My body's gone, that's all 
over the years as I've gotten yes. to know you I've also gotten to meet and know uh, several of your bandmates from Jesus Chrysler mm-hmm. and uh, like when I have come up there and, and visited you I have I've met Shores um, a bass player I've I've met Trouble not in person but f- over the phone yeah, we had him on the show have him on the show you know I've definitely interacted with him on Facebook and things like that and I feel I've gotten to know him pretty well but um, but unfortunately, one of the uh, band members that I did not meet, and, but you have seen him in tons of videos and things like that, is uh, uh, the drummer of the band uh, and friend of yours, obviously friend of yours, Duffy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Duffy, um, For I, I think most of the listeners know because, you know, I, I shared quite a bit of it on, on Facebook and, um, and, and whatnot just to at least get it out there. Uh, Duffy died a few weeks ago. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the things before I get into a, a couple of things here, I would like to say thank you to uh, so many people reached out between just friends, um, you know, uh, fellow uh, bands that we've played with, things of that nature, people who've, who've worked with us, that kind of thing. I really appreciate that. Um, but but even like the podcast community, listeners of this show um, had things to say. Um, I had a, a private exchange with Joey over something that he said that was fairly nondescript, but it... Uh, it, uh, I'm Joey Haney. I'm saying, but it, 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 it is a moment that I'll never forget. Uh, related to all this stuff, I won't get into that. It is personal, but, but thank you, Joey, and all this stuff. And Chris and Aaron at Decibel Geek, um, my God, the, uh, the, 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 the kind words you had on, on your episode, uh, just mentioning the passing of someone you've, you know, like I said, you never met, and 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 playing some of the music that Duffy played on. Um, I, I can tell you firsthand that uh, the other members of the band. Uh, it meant a lot, and it meant a lot to his wife too, um, and, and, and members of his family when they found out. So, thank you to to everybody, and you too, Luce. You know, um, you know, you, you, you were uh, you just reached out and that kind of stuff. So, um, Shores and and Treble and myself, basically, since I don't know our last show in 2014, I think it was, have kind of danced around the idea. You know, like when people would ask us, "Hey, you know, when you guys playing again?" That kind of stuff. Uh, and I thought this would be a good time to kind of basically, at least once and for all, give the official explanation as to what happened. Um, a big part of it was Duffy's health. Um, when Duffy joined the band in 2004, uh, I, I knew him from a previous band, but uh, I didn't become friends with him until he he joined the band. But he at the time, he was on a liver transplant list, and uh, he was in his early 30s, I believe, at this point. Um and he, 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 my entire experience of him is, you know, he was sober. 
Uh, he, so when he joined the band, he was on the liver transplant list, apparently from some heavy drinking and stuff like that. Um, Treble uh, mentioned something that uh, I never really even thought about too much. You know, like one of his family members asked, you know, if Duffy was a heavy drinker, like, you know, you know, kind of in a personal conversation. He's like, well, you know, you got to remember when Duffy drank and when Duffy and I would drink, you know, Treble would say, you know, you know, we were in our you know late 20s. What's heavy drinking for that time? And I, you know, I mean, so all I'm saying is I don't really know. I mean, there's a a genetic disposition to this stuff too, but I I can tell you that uh, he basically kind of was working out and getting himself into shape. And within a year, he had lost about 30 pounds and he was taken off the transplant list because his liver was now functioning normal. And uh, my understanding is the liver transplant list is a lot of times is like, where you're at on it has a lot to do with how urgently you need it. Um, so while he may be on it, you know, that kind of thing. F- fast forward to, like I said, 2014, the last couple practices we had and the last show we did, it was clearly a physical issue with Duffy to get through him. Um, and after that, uh, I, I know he was going through some testing and, and things of that nature, and, and there was talk about him getting back on the transplant list, like his liver was starting to fail again. Um uh, he decided he had to step away. He just, at least until he got healthy and got this thing figured out, we, we couldn't do anything. And there was some talk about bringing in another drummer, but there was some other issues that was going on. I mean, we couldn't get together and practice or talk. And I'm like, I don't really want to, I don't want to bring a stranger into this chaotic fuck up mess as bad as it is. When we had a drummer, we were still struggling to do a handful of things. So that's why we never really went that direction, at least from my view. The Trouble and Shores may have a different a- answer for you there, but that was why I just never took it any further. Um, Duffy kind of stabilized, but he still wasn't healthy, and he still wasn't his physical peak. Uh, um, he got married around this time. Um, and yeah, he had a nature to, to kind of avoid conflict, almost like a ridiculous level. Like He just didn't want to have conversations that were uncomfortable and he was kind of an uncomfortable guy he was a sweetheart you know he was a a smart dude um just one of the kindest people i've ever met and 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 a fabulous drummer um but he just was not a guy that like wanted to have a difficult conversation about anything um and uh he uh so it wasn't that big a shock that when he decided to take that break, we didn't hear from him until he got married. And then after he got married, he just really wasn't in contact. He wasn't a guy that did that a lot. Um, and there's a, probably a lot of reasons that we can speculate as to why, but that's not fair. But but I never talked about it, and Shores and Treble never talked about it when people would ask us this stuff. More out of respect for Duffy's privacy. It just it just didn't seem right. There was a lot of stuff going on, and I just it was easier to kind of dance and kind of say, yeah, you know, we'll, we we got to kind of take a break and stuff. You know, we, we we did focus on finishing the record. Treble and I um, had all the tracking done with all the ba- bass and drums, but uh, anyway. Uh, a few weeks before he passed, uh, actually about a week before he passed, I got a call uh, from from Treble um, saying that he was in the hospital and it didn't look good. And this was probably the most you know severe. I don't know. The, the the tone was heavier than any other time I've gotten that call about Duffy being in the hospital. That it was like I was at home on a Saturday. We had been out all day, and I got the text, and within an hour I was at the hospital visiting Duffy. That's how urgent it seemed. Um, so I, I got to spend some time with him on that Saturday and that Sunday, but he was never awake. Uh, he was always, uh, you know, drugged up or something like that. And it was, uh, it was really difficult, but 
It was during those visits, uh, speaking with his mother and um, his wife Donna, that I learned that Duffy had been trying to get back on the transplant plant list for some time. Um, I'm not sure how long, but one of the complications with him getting back on there was that there was some infection in his blood, and until they got rid of that, he 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 couldn't be because any any new liver would would be would also just get infected and so for that reason he was kept off it and while that was all going on uh he his kidneys started to fail in my understanding and and I'm only going off of what I know at that time so I'm not trying to rewrite anything but that's kind of what got him into the hospital and um he had a a, a they were still trying to deal with the infection when I was there. They couldn't do anything about the kidneys or the liver until they got done with the the infection. <clears throat> and uh, they never did. They 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 never they never made progress on that. And then the following, uh, I don't know. I think within I went to see him the next day on Monday. He was uh, in dialysis, and I was able to talk to him a little bit, but he was groggy. Um, and they made us wear a mask, you know, <clears throat> when we went in. And so I, I went in to say hi. And he's like, hey, how nice to meet you. <laughs> and um, I'm like, hey, it's Baco. And he's like, Baco, fucking A. Hey, I've been meaning to call you. And it's just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just almost like um, oblivious to the situation. And, and I, can t- I can promise you he was not. But um, at least he found a way to make me smile one last time, you know. Um, and that following Friday, he died. Uh, and I've only had a couple people that I was really close to die. Only one other time was it, you know, tragically young. And it's maybe it's fortunate we're all getting older. We're probably going to start, you know, seeing this more and more. Um, but I, I wanted to. I, I think maybe I'll wrap this up by sharing an inappropriate story about Duffy that I th- think is very funny. Um, oh, good. He uh, he lived in a city called Brooklyn Park, and he was having some car issues. And uh, um, for a long time, it was Treble's job to to pick him up. But Treble then had a, a change in uh, careers, and now he was in a, not really on the way to get Duffy. So then it became my job to go get Duffy for practice. Um, and Treble would take him home or whatever. But that's not, not really the point. But he lived in a city called Brooklyn Park. Uh, and Brooklyn Park uh, is uh, notable for its black population there. So I'm about to tell a slightly racist joke, but I promise you, Duffy is not. <laughs> he was very simple minded, and hopefully I'm conveying that. It was not meant to be. It was, it was a conversation between two guys in a car. He wasn't uh, uh, anything more. But he's like, yeah, they, they call it Brooklyn Dark. And then and again, then he kind of like whispers, like because of all the blacks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I got the joke, Duffy. <laughs> but um, oh, don't man, explain I, your jokes, Duffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's he would definitely relate to you on that. Yeah, yeah. So I remember I said he he didn't like conflict. That fucker never told me another joke again, man. Uh, man, no, he was uh, he was a really good friend. Um, he was a great guy, uh, and and I miss him. And again, I, th- I thank everybody who reached out to to either either me or Trouble or, or Shores or his family. Uh, I, I can tell you, it made a big difference. Um, 
Uh, I, I, of course, spent basically a, a day and a half only just fucking blasting old videos of our stuff uh, out on Facebook uh, as I you know, sat and sobbed and laughed and, and kind of went through my own grieving process. Uh, um, it, it's probably a good thing that Amy was working that weekend. It was probably I, I just wouldn't have been proud of what I probably, probably looked like sobbing on the floor of the living room with a cat licking my hand or something, you know, but uh, I you miss you, good, Duffy. Though? What's that? You know, it's good, though, is the fact that you have all that stuff that you could share. And maybe there was people that never saw that all those things, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I definitely heard some of that at the at the memorial. Um, family members and stuff coming up to me, you know, saying, you know, th- that is so great that you have that. Cause they, you know, Duffy was also, you know, like you talked about, th- you know, talking about the podcast and I never do. That's kind of how he was with a lot of, he just didn't talk about anything other than hockey. Uh, <laughs> but okay. you know, uh, it, it, I mean, my, I, I spent hours and hours and years with this guy and I'd say about the the last year that, that the band was active was when I found out he was passionate about trains. <laughs> like, how the, you know, and of course he's thinking, like, I tell this motherfucker, they're going to be wearing fucking, you know, you know, engineer caps the next practice or something, but, uh, which we would have, but yeah, I just, I don't know, just the kind of guy he was. He just, he was, he was quiet. He was kind. Um, he, he did a lot of favors for us, you know, and like I said, you know, like he was sober the entire time. So uh, there was more than one occasion after a show that, that, that we all benefited from having Duffy there to drive us somewhere. But, um, it, more importantly, he was just someone that meant a lot to me and, and it, it, it sucks because he got a fucking raw deal and it, it, it ties into a lot of the, the mess we got going on and with with other issues in this in this world right now. But um, I'd like to just uh, uh, basically, you know, toast Duffy. Um, and, and in way to remember him, I'm just going to close out with a, a Jesus Chrysler song that uh, it, it again. I, don't, I wish I had like a, a drum solo or something, you know, like kind of like a car jam thing I could play. Uh, but we just never recorded anything like that. But I really do dig the drums on this song. Um, and if it's all right, we'll just close out with it. And this is uh, the title, the the opening track off the Deny It All Later album, uh, Rock and Roll Revival.
guess the drummer. <laughs>